Hello and welcome back to Mining Stock Daily with me, Paul Harris. Today we're talking about copper exploration in Latin America, in Argentina specifically. And I have great pleasure to be joined by Jamie Beck, President and CEO of Filo Mining. Good, uh, good morning, Jamie. Good morning, Paul. Thanks for having me. Um, in preparing for this call, um, pretty much the whole exploration sector sort of called and said, you know, please, can you share your toys with them? Um, what am I referring to? You've just done a, a very, very big fundraise. Um, it's a very eye-opening fundraise. It's uh, initially a $100 million raise. That has been expanded or was expanded to $130 million. Congratulations there. Um, that has got to go down as perhaps one of the biggest exploration raises ever. So congratulations. The The first $100 million of that was taken by BHP, one of your uh, strategic investors, and Lundin Family Trusts. Very rapidly, you're up um, um, upsize that uh, another thirty percent. Who, who's coming for the uh, the other thirty million, Jamie? Yeah, you know, I, I listen. I think it's uh, it, it speaks to the quality of the project, right? And and here you've got an opportunity to invest uh, alongside the the Lundines and, and BHP pushing it forward. So we had substantial demand. Uh, we wanted to try and get uh, get the funds into the hands of um, some some good supportive long term. Uh, shareholders. So, uh, in, in fact, the Lundines, and you, you would have seen the language in the press release. They they were prepared to go up to seventy. We we actually scaled them back significantly in order to make uh, to make room. So between the Lundines and BHP, I think the, the at, at the end of the day they took down uh, just a, a touch over seventy five, and uh, the rest of the the rest of the funding came in um, split between four or five different institutions. So uh, great to see, great to see lots of demand and, and some big tickets wanting to to come in alongside uh, investing with the, the Lundines and BHP. Absolutely, and and with the sort of twenty two dollar per share share price, uh, the dilution there is uh, it's not very great. It's what five or six million shares. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know what? What a uh, an incredibly privileged position, Paul. I, I've been around the junior mining industry long enough to know uh, the, these raises uh, in, in, in companies are, are not easy, you know, and, and uh, you spend a lot of your time and effort uh, as a CEO and sort of managing the treasury and, and, and figuring out how you're going to uh, to support that next round of, of exploration. And, and so to be in this position, to have such strong support, uh, it, it's a pretty nice position to be in. Absolutely. Now, let's talk a little bit about what you're going to be using those funds for. Um, you recently put out some more drill results, um, expanding the Bonita zone, sort of 200 metres. You put out 1,365 metres at uh, 0.42% copper equivalent. Um, so you've obviously got a lot more ammunition in your treasury. I think you've got, what, nine rigs uh, turning at the moment. What What is this money going to be used for? Our... our sort of quarterly expenditures when we're drilling at this level of activity up there are, are sort of around 20 to 25 million Canadian. Uh, there's some seasonal fluctuation there, Paul, a little bit. So, you know, let's call it a hundred million dollars gets us uh, a year's a year's worth of exploration. And, and, and this gives us a, a bit of buffer for a few months. We are evaluating a few other areas. Uh, we've done some geotechnical drilling this year on, on potentially... Uh, driving an underground exploration at it, so we'll continue to explore that. And uh, of course, if we push that forward, it'll it'll need a bit of funding as well. So this really gets us set up uh, for the better part of of twelve to eighteen months worth of uh, continued exploration at at the level of activity that we're we're currently um, 
we're currently at at the project with nine drills, uh, 40,000 meters planned through 2023. Uh, obviously, we're halfway through that now, so that this gets us well into 2024. And as you mentioned, really excited about, uh, you know, probably we're speaking more openly about it as a result of some geophysics work that we, we undertook last season that guides uh, our, our aurora zone, which has historically been where, we, where we've seen these sort of thousand meter intersections of, of 1% copper equivalent. Uh, and then uh, last season, we made a new discovery at the Benita zone, almost a kilometer and a half to the north. And the geophysics is now guiding that there's a, a really good indication that those two zones might be connected and in, in fact continuous. So our efforts really during the uh, the next six months uh, are going to be on trying to prove up that that uh, gap between those two zones uh, doesn't exist. There is no gap and, and hopefully we can fill it in with uh, with mineralization and, and, and that'll be super exciting. If, if, if successful, that has the potential to sort of double the size of what we know Philo today. Okay, on, on page nine of your corporate presentation at the moment, you can see a really good slide about that, uh, the MT uh, conductive so anomaly. Um, they're sort of going from... Uh, going north to Bonita. Um, what, what sort of depth is that? So that slice that you're looking at in the corporate presentation, is, is it runs the surface of topography at about 600 metres below surface. Okay, so you'll be doing, what, 100, 200 metres or, or bigger step-outs towards that? or Initially, that, that's, yeah, I mean, they call it a, a 1.2-kilometre gap between our most northerly hole in Aurora, which is currently 83 and uh, the two holes that we have in Benita right now, which are hole 60 and hole 75. So we'll, we'll sort of fill in that gap originally with three, three drill holes, and we're currently set up on those platforms. Um, so we'll start there and, and see where we get to. Okay, now let's go for a completely forward-looking statement. If you are able to, to fill that in, um, what does filling that gap potentially mean for the project? Uh, you know, it's hard. Uh, you, we're all bound by the, the 43101 regulations, Paul, but we can give a bit of guidance. At, at Philo, and I think I've, I've mentioned to this, bef to this to you before, at Philo, uh, we, we roughly think of one kilometer cubed as the potential to host upwards of three billion tons of, of sulfide ore. So if you think about our current strike length across Aurora, it's, you know, arguably about uh, two and a half, three kilometers across Aurora right now. And, and our deepest drill hole was uh, almost 1.8 kilometers deep. And it's about a kilometer east-west. So if we're able to, uh, to continue to add in that space between uh, Aurora and Bonita, uh, think of it as adding a, a few more kilometer cubes into the mix. Okay, so a prize obviously worth pursuing. Okay, so uh, what else is, is going on? Obviously, with nine rigs, you, you, you're doing a lot of different things. Um, you're still sort of targeting the, the high-grade zone at Breccia 41. How, how's that coming on? It's great. Yeah, no, I, I think we've got a, a couple of exciting holes underway. Hole 84 is testing a little gap in between uh, hole 41 and, and a, a hole that we put out last year, hole 57. 57 was really interesting because the bottom of that hole ended in uh, about 11 meters of greater than 17.5% copper equivalent. Uh, so we're, we're following up on that and, and, it, and it looks like that's going to be successful. Uh, 72 is a hole that's complete now and we're just waiting on assays. That's uh, on the same section as, as hole 57 and it's actually drilled, uh, collared on the western, the western side of the deposit and it's drilling back towards the east, so a bit of a scissor hole. 
which will be interesting. Uh, hole 78 is, is drilling up dip of, uh, of the Breccia 41 mineralization. So if you think about that, Paul, we sort of, we sort of drilled 41 down, uh, down dip, we've drilled 55, and now we're moving up dip, which is, which is going to be hole 78. Uh, and, and perhaps that has a, a potential of uh, testing some of that mineralization a little bit shallower, uh, especially in and around the confluence of, of that drilling uh, and where we see the flat-lying silver zone through the deposit. So we continue to test that uh, that high-grade Breccia 41 area. You know, the drill spacing there, it needs to be a little bit tighter. The, the grades are so high and it has the potential to, to contain such significant amount of uh, metal that uh, we'll want to try and tighten up the drill spacing through that. So it's an area we're focusing on. So uh, as we look towards the South American winter, which is what we're moving into right now, it'll be a focus in around Aurora Breccia 41, as well as testing that Aurora Bonita gap. So that's really what's going to occupy the, the, uh, the eight or nine rigs for the next three or four months. Okay, so you'll be able to continue throughout the austral, the austral winter, yeah? That's the plan, yep. Okay, and you're also starting to think about undertaking some metallurgical test work. We, it's a continuing pr- process, as you can imagine. We, we announced our initial uh, network on our sulfides as part of our uh, most recent 43-101 technical report, which just gave us a, a bit of an indication of, of uh, areas that we might want to look at and, and optimization. So we'll continue that process. Uh, largely trying to just get a sense of what what different types or types do we have throughout the deposit, and, and do we have uh, successful viable solutions to uh, to produce a nice saleable uh, concentrate quality there, which we do. So uh, it's been great early indications, and, and we'll continue to refine that sort of moving the network in, in lockstep with the exploration. Okay, excellent. Now let's sort of, you know jump forward to the end of the the year. if you have some exploration success. You, um, where will Filo de Sol be by the end of the year? But the overarching strategy here, Paul, has, has been to try and find the limits. Uh, you know, I think this is the kind of deposit that is likely to be attractive to, uh, to one of the major mining companies who, who are looking for growth. There are not very many large-scale, uh, high-quality projects like Filo del Sol out there, and, and, and you've got virtually every major mining company in the world discussing how they're looking to to grow in copper and, and the future looks bright. So uh, our goal is, is can we just wrap our heads around how big this is? Uh, part of the, the 2023 exploration objectives were to test some of the targets further and farther afield from the Aurora deposit. So we, we've put some drill holes to the south in, uh, in Flamenco. We've put some drill holes to the north in an area we call Hamelos. Uh, and the distance between those two zones is over eight and a half kilometers. Uh, initial indications from that big step out drilling uh, was positive. We didn't hit particularly strong mineralization, but the rocks are altered. And uh, this is the, exactly the kind of signature that you sort of see in the, in the rocks that led us to some of the discoveries at, at Filo. So despite the fact that uh, mineralization wasn't there, we're encouraged and uh, we'll keep we'll keep looking for just where the extents of that uh, that go, and, and try and get a sense of the goalposts at, at Philo, so that if this was a project ultimately subject to uh, to interest or, or, or M and A, um, then, then we've surfaced value and, and proven those. Uh, you're not going to get paid for a, a geophysics picture in the ground. You know, you're you're going to you're going to get paid for a drill hole uh, actually proving that there's mineralization there. So we're working on that. 
Okay, well, let's extend that point a little bit further or quite a bit further into the future. Obviously, having a great deposit is, is one part of the, the puzzle to bring in a mining production. But uh, we are in Argentina, or sorry, you are in Argentina, in San Juan. So um, having a, a fiscal stability agreement or tax agreement or some such thing, it will be fundamental to the future development of, of the project. Um, I understand that Philo is part of the recently formed Mesa de Cobre to which aims to inform the government and public opinion more about the, the copper opportunity that uh, Argentina has. And, and I imagine part of that conversation will revolve around fiscal stability and the importance of that, because obviously these are going to be multi-billion dollar development projects. It will take a number of years to build, so you know any, any developer is going to want the security and peace of mind that uh, the taxation, the fiscal regime isn't going to change tomorrow. How are things progressing there and, you know, what is uh, Philo's position there? How, how are you sort of talking with the government about these things? It's it's going to be critical, Paul. Uh, it, you know, we're seeing this throughout all, all of Latin America, not not just Argentina, but... Um, you know, getting getting a level of, of confidence from the from the mining industry's perspective that uh, if they're going to go in and, and invest a significant amount of money to help um, help Argentina extract these these natural resources, which are which are theirs, uh, and and ultimately benefit uh, the, the local populations in Argentina, uh, is a is a huge part of it. And I think this this Mesa de Cobra, d- despite the wealth of riches in, in Argentina's natural resource sector, it, it's actually amazing how few large-scale copper projects have ever been put into production and, and, and are there. So this is an opportunity, I think, to talk about copper, to talk about, uh, you know, I guess the differences in some respects to what a, what a big copper porphyry mine uh, potentially needs versus a, a smaller scale sort of high-grade precious metals vein type uh, operation that they're maybe more used to in, in parts of Argentina down in, in the southern area, you know, Santa Cruz zone. So it, it's a it's a forum for the different companies to get together and, and talk about copper mining, um, bring the uh, you know share whatever uh, insights that that we have from a, a broader international stage onto what might make it successful in in Argentina and and hopefully work towards a, a solution that that makes sense for long term development here. The biggest issue, uh, quite frankly, at the moment is is uh, finding a way around uh, currency controls and and making sure that there's. Uh, an ability to uh, to get your dollars out of out of the country that um, you know that you put in, and uh, Philo's involvement at this point in time is largely uh, a, a bit of a a, a a bystander. You know, we're we're very fortunate in the sense that uh, Jose Maria, which is 12 kilometers away from us, uh, a, a big deposit. It's now part of the Lundin uh, group of, of of companies within Lundin Mining, and they're much further advanced than we are. So they are uh, feasibility. Complete and looking at moving that project forward through construction. So they're really in, uh, I guess, call it pole position right now in terms of leading a lot of the negotiations uh, around how some of these uh, fiscal stability uh, terms will look. And I think Philo is in a very great spot to be able to benefit from from that work that they're doing and and sort of have a front row seat as to how it's pulling together. Excellent. And I, I think it's worth mentioning here in this context that uh, the Lundin Group uh, is not its first rodeo in this context because obviously the negotiations that the Lundin Group had with the government of Ecuador, what, seven years ago, was fundamental in uh, allowing the Fruta del Norte gold project to go forward. And that's now one of the uh, 
it's becoming one of the biggest and the most profitable mines in in Latin America. Um, so the negotiations would seem to be in good hands there. Yeah, and, and, and you know we're also seeing, I think, a level of confidence in Argentina uh, from a lot of the other major mining companies. Uh, you're seeing more dollars being invested. You know, Rio Tinto was there in the lithium space at Rincon. Uh, you've got so 32 invested now. BHP's invested. Rio Tinto is coming in 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 the, in the copper space as well. The Lundins being there. First Quantum, McEwen Mining, uh, you know, and, and their copper project pushing forward. So there's a bit of a momentum, and I think you're seeing a a shift. And and uh, you know, I I really believe that the Argentine population, the Argentine politicians, are are going to be able to uh, capitalize on this little window of opportunity and hopefully get a get a few of these projects off the mark. Well, I think it's. Um, I think you're understating the opportunity there. There's seven sort of uh, big copper projects to get collectively. They potentially represent investment of some 22 billion US dollars and tens of thousands of jobs. Um, obviously, a lot more to come from about this. Philo Mining trades on the TSX under FIL and on the OTCQX under FLMMF. Jamie Beck, President and CEO, thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks, Paul. And that's all from me, Paul Harris. Stay tuned for more from Mining Stock Daily. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.